Welcome to Caritas Christi, a real and raw podcast with real women and real faith, where we apply the feminine genius to look at the current events of this world, our faith lives, and other things that are relevant to young Catholic women today. Thank you for joining us. Happy Thursday. Hi, this is Mary. And this is Hannah. And you're with Caritas Christi. Welcome. Welcome again. We're back for another day's vault. I'm going to start us with prayer, and then our guest is going to um, introduce us with our inspiration for today. And then I will introduce our special guest. So, Nomine Patri, Filio Spiritu Sancto, Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus Tecum. Benedicta tu moribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc in ora mortis nostri. First Thessalonians uh, chapter 5, verses 21 and 22. Test everything, retain what is good, refrain from every kind of evil. Awesome. So today we have Amanda on, and Amanda is one of my good friends who I may or may not have also met over Discord. Um, Hey, Discord squad. Yeah. <laughs> so we're um we're Discord admins together. I know it's it's kind of weird. Uh, she is an awesome creative soul, uh, living in the United States. Um, she and I have been just kind of like kind of friends and interacting, just sharing creativity, sharing our life stories together, and just kind of been buddies for a while and sharing our love of cats as well. So. Oh yes, <laughs> and Theo. We can't forget Theo. Oh yes, mm-hmm. yes. We love Theo. <laughs> I'm gonna have to say I'm just gonna I'm gonna have to respect your love for cats from a distance since I'm allergic. But you know, I can well, I, I can get on the Theo bandwagon. So I like cats; they're adorable. But I just can't be by them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad that there's like a couple. How many hundreds of miles between us? And like, yeah. A screen. So yeah. yeah, you can have you can have your cat on your lap still. Yeah, I can have my cat here. Yes. So Perfect. can we ask her where she's from? I mean, yeah, if you're willing to say what area you're living in, that's I'm from the south. Let's say nice. that. <laughs> the sweet tea sweet tea region of America. <laughs> yes, the, the Bible Belt region of America. Ah. <laughs> oh, boy. There's a church on every corner, you know? But it's yeah. not Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> We're usually not Catholic churches, but there it's okay. There's like two in town or three in town. So it's good. Nice. That's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not bad. So before we go into like the soul sing, is there uh, like the first set of questions? Is yes. there anything you would like to introduce us to you about? I'm sorry, I said that. Hi. 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 Yeah, I'm. 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 My name's Amanda. I'm Catholic. Um, I'm a senior and uh, undergrad. Uh, yeah. Um, art and religion double major. Love that. Um, um, so, yeah. Nice. Some stuff about me. <laughs> I well, don't know what else is, I should say. Yeah. Well, we have, I have questions to help with that. So, this yeah, part is it. called the soul sing. So, it's basically what types of the following make your soul sing? Uh, um, so, the categories are food, hobbies, and devotion. So, I'll ask you one by one. So, you don't have to answer it all at once. Okay. All okay. right. So, we'll go. So, um, what types of the, uh, food make your soul sing? Um, well, I'm a sucker for things that are like anything pasta. 
really. <laughs> like, yes. I love pasta. A good pasta. Fettuccine is like fantastic. Hands down. Love fettuccine. Mm. Um, spaghetti, if it's made really well, then all the time. Um, and Mexican or like, it can either be authentic Mexican or it can be the Americanized version. <laughs> so happy with that. So. Okay. Wow. <laughs> there we go. That sounds why you're just making me hungry. <laughs> yes. I've, I've been craving Italian too. So yeah. Oh, well, my best, I have to say something else though. One of my good friends made me pizza the other day and it was like from scratch, made the dough himself and like let me pick out all the toppings and everything and I was just like it's the best pizza I've ever had and I want more so yeah well have you ever had someone make you like homemade noodles too like homemade pasta noodles no that's another thing that I need (laughs) (laughs) yeah I've had those before it's like you can't go back after Mm. so it's gonna ruin everything else for me okay (laughs) yeah yeah I will you'll just have to you'll just be stuck now Mm -hmm. um well that's fun um and then what types of hobbies make your soul sing? Okay. Um, my hobbies and my, like, I guess I don't want to call them my passions because, you know, theologically speaking, you know, like all the whole yes. thing about that, but like my hobbies and like what I like do, like from like, I guess, career wise slash like, I guess, vocationally wise, like my calling, I guess you could say are kind of really intertwined. So like, I do a lot of art things. I like to paint. I like to create, um, and I also really love uh, reading. And uh, when I read, though, it can be anything from like, you know, fictional or nonfiction. It doesn't really matter per se. Um, I love theology. Um, so any texts that relate to theology, I can dig into. Um, specifically, like uh, ethics or moral, you know, issues. Um, but then also I'm an avid gamer. I love video games. So <laughs> yeah. That's fun. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Very, um, very uh well-rounded with the hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, and then what types of devotions make your soul sing? Um, well, we consider adoration a devotion. Yes, yeah. Yeah, um, I love adoration. Yeah. Going Eucharistic adoration is probably one of the the tops i'd also say i mean i pray the rosary daily or at least i try to but i tend to struggle with it a lot like like as in like getting through the whole rosary unless i'm doing it with say like Anna or like somebody else like you know then it's kind of like you know having like the moments of where you're saying it out loud and yeah. the other person's leaving, you know like anyway but then also the divine mercy chaplet is also really high up on that list for me yeah yeah definitely we were just uh we were just at adoration like not even an hour ago, so. Yes, good, awesome. Yes. Spend time with Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Love, yeah, yeah. love that. What did you see <laughs> to, I think it's the Pope or at least the diocese. Oh, the Eucharistic calling. Revival. Yeah, what is that? Do you, do you see that? I don't know if we want to talk, it might too be, much of a tangent, but it'd be my cool to just. Yeah, I don't, I can't remember if it's the USCCB or if it comes straight from the Vatican, but Corpus Christi, so this Sunday, uh, started a three-year Eucharistic revival in the church. Um, and so they're going to be focused on the Eucharist and the true presence and every, everything like that, be- probably because of that awful data that came out. I don't know when it was. I feel like it was a couple years ago that the said Pew the Pew Report, where it's like so many Catholics don't believe in the true presence. Wasn't anymore. it like 60% or something crazy like that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
So this is kind of their response is like, we need a Eucharistic revival, which I agree, go for it, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> what is, wasn't there a Eucharistic uh, miracle in Ireland on Corpus Christi? Mm-hmm. I'm th- like, yeah. I'm, I'm hearing things about, about like it. This. I'm, I'm hearing seeing, things yeah. and I'm seeing photos, but I'm not, you know, it's not like confirmed yet. Right, so. yeah, so I'm just kind of like waiting in the wings to see what will happen with that. But yeah, there's yeah. rumblings of that, so. Just so. awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, well, all right, Hannah, I'm going to let you take it from here. All right. Got to pull it up. Oh, yeah, here. Oh, you want it? All right, you got it. I got it. Okay. So, um, our next question for you is, it's kind of a two-fold question, so you can answer. Sometimes these two are intertwined, and sometimes they're like separate. But I'll okay. ask you both both at once, and you can decide how you want to tackle that. So, um, how long have you been Catholic, and then how when did you take ownership of your faith? Okay, um, so I'm a cradle Catholic, which I mean I think that we know what that means, but I'll just explain it anyway. So I was born Catholic and like in raised in the church, and you know was baptized you know as an infant. Well, I, I guess as an infant, I would. <laughs> We moved to where I live now from Minnesota. So I used to live like, you know, all the way up. We moved to where in the South where I am now um, when I was about three or four. And I think I was baptized here um, shortly after we moved here. My parents, they converted to Catholicism from being uh, Baptists. Um, and so my dad uh, is very uh, theologically rounded and, you know, knows his stuff very uh, good with apologetics, and uh, so I kind of was raised in an environment where, like, the church was, you know, really important, and, like, we would go to mass, and, like, you know, so, I mean, I remember, I don't remember if it was, like, reading, we still have the books, the books that are, like, you know, geared towards younger kids and teaching them about God and what's in the Bible and the teachings of the church. So, you know, we've got books about Mary and the saints and Jesus. And there was this one particular that focused on the crucifixion. And I remember reading it with my dad, but later he would tell me like, you know, when you were younger, you'd always cry when we got to um, when Jesus was crucified because, you know, you didn't understand why they would do that to Jesus. And, you know, so I, I grew up with, a very like solid Catholic family. I also went to Catholic school um, from like literally like preschool up until my senior year of high school. So um, very, uh, very solid upbringing there, both from school and uh, my family. Uh, But I don't really think I started like owning my faith or like really like making it my own until I was in my late teens. And that's because when I was about uh, 10 or so, uh, I kind of started realizing that I was also attracted to women. And then about a year or two later, um, maybe it was just a year, I don't remember, but I was in sixth grade and I was in our religion class. We were discussing the topic of, you know, we were going over all the sacraments. We got to matrimony and one of my classmates was like painstakingly trying to ask about gay people without saying the word gay and he was like he was like trying to curve his arm into like a curve so like it could be like a rainbow or whatever and like basically making himself look like an idiot and my one of my classmates was finally just like 
he's trying to ask about gay people what about gay people <laughs> and my and my teacher's just like oh well homosexuals are an abomination i mean that that's all she said oh that's all she said and i remember sitting at my desk and i just looked down at my desk and like if you've ever been like it had one of those moments where it's just like oh man and like my ears are ringing i was like trying really hard not to cry and i was just looking at my desk and just like like at that point i was just like oh <laughs> and that's all we really got on that there was no other answer there was no uh proper catechesis on the issue um that was it a misinterpretation slash misreading entirely of leviticus and i was just like okay and so i kind of from then i really grew to hate and loathe myself and um when i once i entered high school well i was still in middle school technically but i switched schools because at that time the elementary school only had up to sixth grade so that's me in sixth grade. I go to the um, high school for seventh and on. And I meet this one girl who uh, we eventually dated for like two years. And, um, and so during that time, I was also in like a confirmation class for all the Catholic kids. And I like was so angry and upset and like hurt and hated myself so much that I like purposely didn't get confirmed. And um, then also in my eighth grade year, the music professor who um, I was also in band at the time, um, he was gay and like he had been like, he had made it known that he was gay when he was hired because, you know, he wanted to know if that was going to be an issue. And, uh, you know, it wasn't an issue until he wanted to get uh, married with his partner. Um, and so it, news of that spread to, I believe it was the priest at my parish and then like went up to the bishop or whatever i don't know but news of that spread around and then basically the president of my high school terminated the contract with the music teacher and so he was fired and that was a big thing too there were protests um and i like i was so mad and so hurt and on top of being depressed and hating myself i was just like mm -mm. and um it just, it, it was just like a culmination of things too. When I also like shortly after the thing in sixth grade, um, there was a homily given that focused just on the quote unquote cancer plaguing the American family, gay marriage. And I, I have so many friends of mine who remember being in mass, school mass and remembering that homily. And wow. I also remember the homily and how like just, you know, awful, it made me feel and so I'm sitting there like from like the age of like 10 to like maybe 14 ish um not really mad with the church but hating myself thinking that God hates me um and on top of that the relationship that I had been in with that girl that I met when I switched schools um it ended awfully um it was highly abusive and mutually destructive I think on both ends and um I mean, like I had so many mental health issues on top of just hating myself mm -hmm. that like I was an absolute mess. So once I, well, I mean, honestly, once that relationship ended in, you know, absolute uh, fire, uh, it was awful rug pulled out from under me type thing. And my whole life came crashing down. 
Um, all I wanted really was to die. And so I'd pray all the time. <laughs> I had started praying again um, for, <laughs> you know, it was for the wrong thing, but I was just kind of like, Hey God, I would rather be in heaven with you than, you know, living like this. And like, you know, you know, I hate myself. And then that, that, uh, individual, uh, though she has denied it to me, uh, was spreading rumors about me, saying awful things about me, uh, trying to basically ruining my reputation. Um, and, uh, so on top of that, I felt like a monster on top of the things that, you know, I already felt like God hated me. So of course I was a monster. Um, and, um, so I started praying again and I've tried to kill myself several times. And, um, in ninth grade, I tried ODing at school. My friend uh, went and got the, um, you know, got basically got like the counselor, and I got put into a mental health institution for a little bit. And um, honestly, even though like that, like all that leading up to that, and me trying to kill myself and all that stuff, like the. <laughs> I'm kind of happy that like I started praying again <laughs> because it wasn't until after, honestly, after I got out from that institution um, is I think kind of when things flipped a bit um, for me because I don't, I wouldn't say it was just like, just because I was there, but because of the experiences I had there and I tried to make the most of it. And then also, um, yeah, just something changed. And I really don't know what else to say, except that it must have been a God thing, because I really can't pinpoint one specific thing. Because after that, I was also in a relationship with a guy. Um, and um, I don't, like, it's not really like anything changed. It's not like there was like some sort of better some people say that it's like, oh, I just was never gay to begin with. Um, but there was never one thing where it just kind of changed. It was just a God thing. And then I had a really amazing theology professor in high school, and we talked a lot about everything. And um, it just made sense. Mm -hmm. And um, I started really looking into this stuff and once I read the catechism on like homosexuality and realized oh hey look God doesn't hate gay people I'm not hated um God loves me and like you know same-sex attraction is like a thing that a lot of people have and like it's it's a cross that you you know you walk with you know you carry it and walk with Jesus with it like it's not I was just like, oh, wow, this is great. <laughs> Completely different message than anything. So, like, basically, it wasn't until I was, like, 15 or 16, I think. Mm -hmm. And now I'm 22. So um, I spent, like, maybe five years of my life really hating myself. And then now it's been, like, six-ish, seven years of me trying to relearn how to love myself. Mm -hmm. And through all of that, like, I was confirmed back in 2019, finally. Wow. Um, congratulations thank yes. you um i ended up picking saint paul as my saint so nice. yes i love me some saint paul <laughs> but yeah that's kind of like me coming to like 
my struggle with like, I guess, self-love and accepting the fact that God loves me and trusting that is kind of like how I came about to like, I guess, you know, it's my faith. It's not just like the faith of my family. So. Wow. Um, I want to, can I, can we, we, can we just, can we do like another meeting? Yeah. So what we can do, cause in 10 minutes though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, cause we'll, we'll probably just do like a couple of meetings back to back and I'll splice the sounds together. Yeah. Cause zoom is silly. Zoom is zoom. <laughs> mm -hmm. but yeah. So, and we might have to, this may go into the, um, next one. And you know, like this is, if you feel comfortable answering this, but um you know so you had these parents that you know were converts to the faith and your dad was really strong on apologetics and so catholic catholicism was a part of it but you know what can i ask what their role was because i think like did they just did you mask all this stuff like were they aware you know like what was <laughs> what you asked because i completely left that out <laughs> yeah that's i mean whatever you feel comfortable because i'm sure like yeah oh, well i just completely like glossed over it because i was like trying to be like oh condensed version here we go well and that's I fine package, yeah. i generally i generally she I, asked the follow-up questions yes I'm, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. my role <laughs> yay awesome um well yeah actually it's funny because once i realized like oh yeah i think i was in like 2012 when i like quote unquote you know the whole like coming out thing mm -hmm. so it was only like a year or two until i told my parents and it was funny because my dad was just like I remember I walked in my parents bedroom they were laying on the bed and I was just like hey mom dad I have something I want to talk to talk about and we just kind of talked about it and I was just like yeah I like I like girls too and they were like oh <laughs> it was like it was it's funny because it's just like they you know told me clearly that you know they love me the same Mm -hmm. that like you know not that they support me in like mm -hmm. you know anything sinful but they you know they support me and all you know and I think at that time I wanted to I wanted to date this friend of mine and there were few mutual feelings and everything but basically my dad said something along the lines of like well I guess we'll have to just watch out for girls now too <laughs> I was just like okay um I ended up dating a friend for a little bit that didn't last that long but basically my dad's attitude was as long as I'm not doing anything with them and like you know because it was like I'm like what 12 or 13 at that point yeah I'm like I'm young and he was not really worried I don't think he was worried about anything happening mm -hmm. um so I mean my family honestly was extremely supportive and wonderful supportive of me as a person mm -hmm. not of like sinful behavior right and when I dated that girl the girl that I dated in my middle school years once I went and moved schools that was very serious and she also had a lot going on in her life and so our family was kind of like a bit of a refuge for her mm -hmm. and I mean my parents you know kind of treated her with like another daughter like very loving and very open to her and always wanting to give her advice and love and um i remember also during that time we had grown close to somebody who later on you know was scared to tell my parents because they knew we were catholic but he was also gay mm -hmm. and he was like a good family friend and my parents were just like 
we love you anyway. We may not support what you're doing in bed, but we love you, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And I was just kind of like, okay. And like, I didn't really realize that until later either. And just, so I never really got any, I never had any hate or like, no, like, oh, we're going to kick you out of the house or like, you know, none of that sort of stuff. Though my dad, I remember, especially when I was dating the girl that I dated, um, we, uh, my dad would remind me about like, you know, you know, don't do anything. And, um, you know, you know what God's will is type thing. And he wouldn't say it that way, but I don't remember the exact wording, but me being the way I was kind of an angsty teenager. And then also with a lot of pain and hurt, um, I would take it very wrong. And I didn't really, you know, I thought he was like hating on me or like, you know, not, you know, oh, he's, you know, not approving of me and, you know, da, 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 and so. Did you ever tell your parents what the teacher told you? Like, did you no. ever tell them about that? So they no. probably had no idea that like you were so hurt. Yeah, so no, they he never knew. Might have, he might have been more, did you, have you ever told, have you ever told them like since? I actually don't think so. I can't remember. I think Probably I good thing. Met... Your, your parents might go kill that teacher. So <laughs> uh, I, I hope not. They actually, they really liked her and I really liked her and she uh... thought I was her favorite. And I was just like, okay, you're, I'm your favorite. Okay. Like, Aww. so she like, really... that was a, yeah. she like loved me as a two. And like, then she went and said that. And I'm just like, mm. <laughs> you know? oh. Uh... oh man. Wow. So well-meaning people can sometimes just be, so they don't even realize it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wonder though, was the church not, cause I mean, I feel like Eden invitation and courage. I don't feel like those are recent things though. Cause this was back into like the early 2000s. So I but wonder, they probably still like they're, they're relatively new. Um, they are relatively new. So I feel they're like they're not like language. old. Yeah. They're not yeah. old, but like, old they're not new and a lot of people don't promote them no um i did a research paper for one of my classes specifically geared on like pastoral care for people with ssa and i was looking spent a lot of time looking into courage and just the lack of like you know like i didn't know it existed until i read about it in a book you know if the church doesn't really talk about those things so huh. Yeah. So where have you, like, where have you found support? So you said you said your teacher, like where else in the church is there? Because I just didn't realize what, because it's not even like it's coming from outside. Like it's literally coming from within the Catholic church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say though, I would, I would like to qualify just a little bit, I guess, on that statement, because sure. though I um, totally like, got really messed up by like especially my experience in sixth grade like that was completely like a life-altering moment you know like you, I can hear a pin drop type thing um I was so mortified but you know a lot of it also was coming from outside of the churches and like oh the church hates gay people mm -hmm. so like oh you know like anything I was re receiving inside that you know whether or not it was actually what the church teaches or um what was being meant you know a young mind doesn't can't understand like you know say say we read the catechisms 
thing out, which I don't have it memorized, you know, I'm not going to understand like what the word, for example, disordered is in there means. It's not saying that somebody is disordered mentally. It's a, like a more of a like philosophical, like not ordered towards something, no. you know, like I wouldn't have gotten that when I was, you know, like 10. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, it's like all that stuff coupled with the outside, you know, secular religion saying, hey, the church hates gay people, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then in 2015, when uh, gay marriage, quote unquote, was legalized, um, you know, it was just a whole thing, it was a hot topic, and I think a lot of what was going on then, too, was the church being re- reactionary as well, or defensive, so. That's really interesting, though, like how you caught all that, Do you think that there, if you had had a different message at that point, like, do you think that would have been a game changer for you? Like, do you think that, like, and obviously like you, like what ifs are dangerous, but I'm just kind of curious, like if the pastoral care had been different. Well, honestly, up until I really did, there wasn't really any pastoral care. But like it's really sad to say. If that teacher had answered differently. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then you mean the teacher back in sixth grade? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I honestly think that it would have been a different, my life would have been different. Um, I probably would not have, I mean, I don't know. I was already like very insecure as I was then. I mean, most of us are insecure. In in sixth grade, yeah. Sorry, okay. it like was choppy and I didn't want to continue if it was. No, yeah, good. you're good. So okay. I do wonder too, you know, um, if you had had like an honest conversation and someone of, because I, I work with a bunch of high school girls. So I'm like wondering like, you know, you, you apparently Hannah's run stuff by with you for her middle school girls, but it's like, yeah. what should, so those who of us who like inter, are directly interacting with high school girls, like these girls know what's going on. So we might as well yeah. have honest conversations with them about it. So like, what would you recommend? And <clears throat> you know, like, cause it has to be, yeah. What would you recommend? Like if you were in these high school spots, high school girls spots, and if you had had, had a high school girls group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a, I'm not a professional, at least not yet. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, uh, though I do want to teach at some point, like, you know, I haven't, I don't know. Um, but B, I don't, I think that really focusing, I've actually talked with Hannah about this before about the, what, you know, what, what the church actually is teaching about it, like go into like, well, what does the catechism say mm-hmm. and why, why does it say that? Um, and spe- specifically talking about, um, like, well, why, you know, well, oh, well, to, you know, the whole argument of like, love is love. Well, what? So like two men can't love each other, you know, like you have to explain like, well, what is, what is love? You know, what is willing the good of another, you know? Mm -hmm. So kind of, I think that the focus needs to be much more on, I don't know, kind of the whole idea of meeting people where they're at Mm-hmm. and like not uh, I don't know I feel like I'm being very like vague and I feel like that's like part of the issue with the church's like way of dealing with this now is the it's like we are either very very vague 
or very, or, very specific. <laughs> or very, very, very specific. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like, especially with SSA, part of the reason why we don't have like some sort of like solid concrete, like this is what you do for pastoral care for people with SSA. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because of the fact that it's like so different for everybody. And mm-hmm. I feel like everybody's going to have a different outcome from it. Like, for example, there are a couple people in my graduating class that uh, were also like Catholic and not straight in some sort of way. Um, struggle with SSA in some sort of way. A girl I was friends with who was um, identified as lesbian for a while, and then she uh, began to identify as trans. Wow. Um, and you know, school had problems with uh, her being on sports teams that she wanted to be on because she started taking testosterone. Um, uh, we had an all girls, well, almost compl- an entire class of girls in one of our theology classes. And our professor was very like almost affirming of her transition. And this is not the same professor that I had earlier. This is a different one. And, you know, just stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, how like a she was grew up catholic but had a completely different family situation than i did too and also on top of that she had different she had heard some of the same things i heard growing up we'd gone to the school with each other since like middle school Mm -hmm. but somehow her her trajectory ended up differently than mine. Not saying that it's set in stone, she's not going to come back to the church or like detransition or what have you, but her trajectory has ended up different than mine. Wow. And I feel like the church needs to take into account that, like, you know, everyone's different. You need to meet individual people where they are, not some sort of group, not some sort of acronym, but people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, what would be like the, um, because also too, I think this is, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm closer to thirty. So this is you. I mean, you are a lot. Like you are growing. Honestly, it's crazy. Like I mean, I think the difference between Hannah and our age difference is not too much. But like your your age group, it's like whoa, it's a whole different culture. So yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm, just, I'm only like what a year or two younger than Hannah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and like it's completely different. And so, yeah, yeah you go. You go. I don't know where I was going. <laughs> um, what would you say would be, I guess I have two questions. Like one would be like, what would be the percentage of, I mean, I don't even know how you would be able to answer this, but like, cause honestly growing up, I didn't know of anybody who had these struggles. You know what? Yeah. Maybe there's like maybe one person that I'm like, oh, I could kind of look back and see like, oh, they struggled, but it, I don't, you just I didn't know then, but also it just wasn't that blatant I don't I, I don't know like you know I, I don't know if you can even know um but also too I kind of wonder because these kind of messages I, I've I've heard it saying like there's just because there's so much more messaging around this though so it's just kind of like seeping into our brains even like so if these messages like messaging about homosexuality and transgender they weren't so blatant if it wouldn't have been such of an issue for you so and you know I, well, I don't I totally think that part of my issue was of course I do think that I was already like inclined and like Mm. like oh like I mean like oh yeah I would love like watching like the Laura Croft Tomb Raider series and stuff and I like adored her or like you know certain female characters where I like just loved them 
Mm-hmm. But like, you know, all girls do that to an extent. Right. But like, but like, I feel like once I got to a certain age, and this may seem like very like, I don't want to call it, say like, we have, Hannah, you know how in the Discord, everyone always goes on like ban anime and all that stuff. Yes. Like, honestly, <laughs> for me, anime. yeah, ban anime. Anyway, I'm not going to bash anime here, but <laughs> there's like a whole entire like different, like the way that media is used. And so like, this includes like anime and stuff, but like just the way that social media is used and the transferring of like images, uh, whether they be good or bad or, you know, perverted or not, um, um, all that stuff. Like I was very much so like exposed to like some like kind of bad imagery really early on because of the internet. And um, uh, like there was a, I was on YouTube and like there were a ton of like people that I loved watching and I was really into anime at this time as well not going to blame anime again don't think it's all bad (laughs) but um and there were these people who were cosplaying and I loved I like cosplayed and went to conventions myself but in the recommended there was like this anime and I was like oh let me watch it it turned out it was like a freaking gay porno like on YouTube like this is what I mean like I'm like literally how old were you like maybe 10 11 or 12 Wow. Did, so did your parents, I mean, did they? They didn't know. No. Like, they didn't know that was on YouTube. <laughs> like, was, was, when was Covenant Eyes developed? Is that a new thing? Do you know what I'm talking about, Covenant Eyes? I know what Covenant Eyes is. It's been recommended to me, and I've recommended it to other people as well. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, I don't know when it, when it was developed. I, I have no like... idea when it came out either. And I don't think my parents were worried about that. So. Huh. Well, they may yeah. just not have really understood. I feel like a lot of stuff now is coming out. We're like, oh, huh, our culture is really bad. Yeah. Our culture is really bad. We're all screwed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, wow. You are super courageous for like being open to share about this and um, just okay. your journey and stuff. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it's, you know, you said your other quote is this, the, I mean, the one about like the thorn and whatnot. So it's definitely yeah. like, it's definitely a cross. So I want to. Yeah. you know I'm definitely applaud you on that so mm-hmm. I don't think I have any other follow-up questions so Hannah okay. unless I unless I no <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll. did you oh did you oh circle back that question <laughs> how many how much were you aware of like other girls that were struggling too or just people um, in general like with these struggles well as I, as I said there was that one girl that I mentioned in my like class Mm-hmm. who was also struggling and we actually became good friends while mm-hmm. we were in school mm-hmm. um then also um the girl I dated for a while mm-hmm. um there were also other kids in my class who either at a later date or like at some point made it be known that they were like you know somewhere on the uh alphabet soup <laughs> label. um I say that lovingly um <laughs> I don't I don't try to I don't want to be really mean about it but it's like come on guys yeah um I'm I always I got to a point in high school where I was like I'm not a I'm not a canned soup don't label me (laughs) like I would literally told people that because it got to the point where everyone would like oh anything gay would pop up and they'd be like Amanda and I'm just like stop 
like awful <laughs> yeah I know I had people like making rumors about me because I had gotten my hair cut like really short it's really long now but I got my hair cut short and then the rumors started like oh Amanda's a lesbian I'm just like guys can we not but anyway um yeah there were there were a lot of there were probably a handful of girls and there were also some guys in my high school and my high school was Honestly, I think it was like 60-40 ratio of Protestants being 60% and Catholics being 40% okay. too. Mm-hmm. So again, it was also like, you know, not everyone's coming from the same background even, um, but the theology classes are still basically saying the same thing mm-hmm. um, of like, oh, you know, marriage is between a man and a woman and sex was created, you know, for um, you know this purpose of unity and procreativity between a man and a woman and sacrament of marriage and you know you know all the good stuff that goes on there um but you know not everyone's in the same boat so yeah yeah for sure well thank you yeah um so you kind of clarified this but if you want to follow up on on it a little bit um how did god call you to where you are today with your degree and everything like that (laughs) sorry the facial expression started coming out and I was like oh no um so honestly I kind of feel like I had to be broken I like had to break and you know suffer a lot to get to where I was not saying that God's like oh you know you awful person you yeah no I'm saying that like you know sometimes it's like when we're really in the darkness and we're like really struggling is when we not only grow the most, but, you know, we, you know, God's there, you know, he's always there. Um, but I don't know, especially the past, like, six years of my life. Um, after I, I had had a relationship with this one guy, and then, again, how I suddenly just was like, I'm going to date dudes. Don't know. <laughs> don't know how that happened. It just kind of <laughs> happened. Um Um, I entered into a relationship with my, like, best friend, um, and that lasted three years. We broke up in 2019, shortly before it got confirmed, dated another person, um, broke up in November, like, and now I'm, like, just kind of sitting single, discerning, trying to figure out what God wants for me, but through the whole entire, like, time of, like, from me being, like, 16 until now, it's kind of been this journey of like trying to better myself, trying to like unlearn the like self-hate and like relearning how to like, Hey, trust God. Um, and like, honestly, the, this kind of invitation to, from God to like, you know, how do I say this in a way that's not super cheesy, but to like, just lean into him being like just a loving God and I, I don't know. I, I feel like the whole thing throughout my life is just desperately wanting to be loved. And like, I feel like that is something that a lot of people who have, you know, same sex attraction or are gay or whatever you want to call it, that's just <laughs> ultimately what people in general want is just to be loved. They just desperately want to be loved. And surprise, kids, God loves you. <laughs> <laughs> He loves you so much. Doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, where you've been. He loves you. Mm-hmm. So, so 
I'm sorry. Can you remind me? You're you're in. What are you What are you studying again? Um, I'm an art and religion double major. So don't confuse it for theology. My university didn't have that. It's like a religious studies major and then an art major. Uh, so, okay, yeah. that's really cool. I do yeah. feel like the church is. I think, and you you seem like you might have this like ten like potential of like. I'm 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 actually doing this like program where it's all about like innovators for the church. And I really do feel like we're being called to really be entrepreneurial and like kind of like the, the church needs us to be creative and like to use our stories for for the glory of God. And because honestly, like, I mean, that's why we do the podcast. That's why I do my girls group is because I understand the struggle, <laughs> you know, like I've right. I've, you know, I've just been where those high school girls are. I've been just right where all, you know, young adults I'm in the I'm in the struggle. So it's like, well, you know, I don't have a story like you, but I have my story and I want to share it. Yeah. So it's just like sharing all of our stories in the way that God's calling us to. So, you know, I don't know. Do you see that for yourself as well? Like, do you think like what, what can I ask if like you would, would you like to share like what God's putting on your heart with that, especially since you are so creative and yeah. Well, it's funny. I used to have like, I wouldn't say a large online presence, but I would like ever since I was young, you know, going back to me being on YouTube when I was like nine, 10. Uh, Wait, what? I, I, wow. Yeah. I was like on YouTube, like uploading videos of my drawings and stuff like that when I was really young. And like, I remember when my first video got like a thousand views, I was like, ah, you know, like, you know, wow. freaking out and stuff. And of course, YouTube has changed significantly since then. It's nothing like it was anybody who's, you know, been around for at least 20 years now <laughs> knows that YouTube was a much better place like for content creators back in the day. Um, but like, I've been off social media now for two years. Um, I need to go back for like, just the purpose of sharing things. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling called to share things. Um, not only my story, but like art. And like, I also like, am very interested in like, the like intersection of like art and like morality and theology. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, how do all those things play together? And, uh, how do we use art for something good? Um, but mm -hmm. I think that like, when it comes to sharing like my story, I do think that God wants me to, I'm just very concerned on doing it in a right way and like not a self-seeking way, right. but one that is like genuine and can actually like, you know, I want to, it to be with another person, you know, like sitting here talking with you two right. is, I feel like something, you know, I want people to be able to actually like genuinely interact and like talk and like mm -hmm. figure stuff out not just it be this big thing. I don't know. Yeah, not yeah. just making sense. I've been really struggling with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like, hey that's, guys. <laughs> that's the struggle that I'm having too because like I recently felt like more open to sharing stuff on Instagram. But it's also like but then you then you then you can lose the ability of like being in the present moment mm -hmm. and like not like wanting to think about every moment being on Instagram. Yeah. So it's like our stories need, need to be out there, but that balance is just so tricky. It's very precarious. Yeah. I um, actually have been focusing on that in regards to like art too. I had this like large conversation with like my mentor practically about like, you know, how do we like stay genuine as artists in this age of social media and not like commercialize ourselves? And like the same goes too for like, just us as people like the whole thing about social media is they don't want to just like sell a product they want to sell you like they want you 
right. not just as a product, but they want you, like all of your information, all your data. And like, you know, how do I like stay genuine? So I'm not like commercializing myself to other people, but then also like genuinely share a story right. that will reach people's hearts. And I just don't know. I don't know where that balance is yet. And I almost am feeling like God just like, Hey, Amanda, you need to like, just put your foot in the water and get it. You know, like, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <sighs> one last question, and then I'm gonna let Hannah ask the closing question. Sure. Um, but one of the other things, so I love how you're talking about the, you know, the relationship with the Lord, because I think it is, I've experienced this myself where it's like you go through the darkest times, but you experience like such intimacy with the Lord that honestly, sometimes I'm like, I don't wanna go back to that dark time, but that intimacy with the Lord was so special that you can't even like <laughs> replicate it. But um, one of the other things that we kind of, I don't know if you listened to our, our last episode, but it was relating how that we really need to bring back the month of June as being devoted to the sacred heart of Jesus. And that mm-hmm. is something that's like really, you know, been really special, like intimacy with the Lord and through the sacred heart. So yeah, I don't know if you would like to share anything on that. And yeah. Yeah. So I did watch the last episode. Um, Hannah actually sent it to me and was like, well sent it to one of our groups and i was just like a you got a good a right there that was a good episode the teacher got the a plus (laughs) really it was a good episode um i agree with there's this thing i also in one of the servers that hannah and i uh you know are admins for um there there was this like image posted of like this is like adjacent i'll get to the point sure, <laughs> but, sure. um there was this image posted just like like among everybody about it was like you know the rainbow flag but like i think it was like the correct one with all the colors of the rainbow and not the one that's like now they only have six instead of seven like they removed one colors i don't really remember the whole thing um it had like all these virtues in it and like then oh. had the sacred heart of jesus you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. hannah and basically it was like kind of trying to reappropriate the month and then of course the rainbow and you know all this other stuff and um we kind of there was this little conversation about like you know now is not the time to try to like reappropriate like it's so ingrained into secular culture and everything and it's like to an extent i agree but at the same time it's like you know we we need to like really focus on the fact like no this is this is a this month is for you know the sacred heart of jesus and that heart literally bleeds for us and like i i just there's something really annoying to me about like oh yeah pride month woo and i'm just like no jesus you know (laughs) like let me get my crucifix here it's on the screen jesus like so i don't know when i was younger totally wanted to you know maybe go to pride now i'm like i'm glad i never went (laughs) I would have been so messed up. No, I agree. And I think that going to adoration, there's a good thing to do during June. Go to adoration, spend some time with Jesus. And, you know, yeah, I don't know what else to say, man. (laughs) Girl, you're you're on fire though. Yeah, you definitely, if you do stuff, you need to- If you do stuff. (laughs) do Do you actually have pages, social media pages? I haven't been on social media now in two years. My page hasn't been updated and like, I was planning on getting back on there and I can give you the guys the stuff when I do. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, we'd love definitely. to promote well, you. Well, use this as your use this as your jumping off. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just smacking <laughs> Hannah just over. Slap Hannah. Just do it. <laughs> use this as your use this as you can, you know, once we post this and you can post it and that can be your springboard. You're yeah. like, hey folks. I'm planning on like d- dividing it up a little bit. Like I'm gonna do one for like mainly art and then another one that's mainly like focused on like, you know, me, story, yeah. Catholic yeah. No. stuff. Yeah. So. Actually, you should, I was, we'll send you the other one with Lindsay because she's an artist. Mm-hmm. I think you guys would like it or would be good friends. So yes. Awesome. Um, anyways. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so our last question for you to wrap, wrap it up is what is some um, inspiration or advice that you would like to share in regards to living according to God's will and living the love of Christ out in your daily life? Oh goodness. Okay. <laughs> it's funny because you've given me these questions and I've thought about them, but I'm just like, what did I think about again? <laughs> <laughs> yes oh yeah i feel it okay oh man i'm gonna say something really corny um i know i am um it's corny but true type thing um man so me being the person that i am and like i know it's overstated all the time like the whole idea of like loving love you know what is love it's this amorphous thing that we can never really seem to pin down i guess no it's willing the good of another and of course god and his you know unconditional love for us um we i don't know i think that the best way to go about living out our faith and like living a godly and holy life is to genuinely try our hardest to love everybody even when they like you know irk us even when they're not doing things that they should be doing, even if they're just the most abominable people, you know, like I say it and it's cheesy, but I don't know. It, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's definitely, yeah, definitely well, good yeah. advice. Well, because we're all sinners, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. In our own yeah. capacity. So, yeah. yeah. Well, this has been a delight. Yes. I'm like, wow. I feel like I could, you know, Hannah knows I could like continue. I could continue to drill you, but we, we have come to the, I mean, (laughs) I don't have anything at the moment. If you give me a couple of minutes, I may, but but you are super inspirational. So I'll definitely be praying for you as you continue to discern God's will. And it'll be really exciting to see, you know, where you go. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm hoping maybe one day I'll be able to get married. We'll see. (laughs) <laughs> hey yeah i would love to come <laughs> yeah you know you're invited mary yeah. you can be invited too it's all good hey there all you right. go yeah. but that's I, that's too far in the future i'm not i'm single hey, right now you so. never know you never know you really don't, you really don't. not know you god's don't. will yeah <laughs> it's like jesus i trust in you <laughs> hey, uh, hey saint jude like yeah you know, like, just pray yeah. your just pray daily all the time for your future spouse and well you know hannah was telling me that she prayed the saint jude novena so i'm sitting yes. here like mm-hmm. maybe i should pray saint jude novena <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, can't hurt yeah. right oh uh, yes well all right well yeah thank you we're gonna we're gonna end the recording and um yeah so we'll end the recording and our um inspiration to end with is Uh, St. Catherine of Siena, and she says, if you are who God made you to be, you will set the world on fire. So that's what I'd like to end with. So bye. Thank you, Amanda, for joining us. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes.
Good night and know that you're all loved. Yes. Bye. Thanks for listening to Caritas Christi. If you'd like to write to us with hot takes, feedback, advice, or advice requests, we would love to hear from you. Email us at caritas.christi31 at gmail.com. That's caritas.christi31 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next Thursday.